This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Naruto Uzumaki. Go Eagles! Comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes all can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, though my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah we got a very loaded show for you today i mean it is so packed i don't even know if we're i'm I'm probably gonna miss some things out it's so packed because so many announcements came this week uh trailers and whatnot so we're gonna be talking about all that i'm gonna give you my thoughts on a few shows that came on this week and that's including the last of us velma trig uh trig trigun um or trigun is it stampede uh which the first episode of the english dub just came out yesterday um talking about some trailers we got some video game news as well and yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I, I, I kind of feel I'm going to miss some things because like so many trailers, like I said, Cobra Kai, if I don't mention it in the other one, they're, they're just uh, announced that their final season's coming. And I'm looking forward to that. Mandalorian just uh, put out a trailer as well. It's just so much. So we're going to be talking about as much as possible. Try to condense it all and pack it in as much as possible in this episode. And in our final state, not a, our final stage, in our talk topic, Get it all mixed up. In our talk topic, we are going to talk house party. I did manage to squeeze it in and get a chance to go to the movies to see this movie. And the question is going to ask, is this a worthy successor to the original? Because they've been trying to do this for quite a while. There's been quite a few house parties after the original. The second one with the pajama jammy jam was all right. The third one was kind of, and then they started adding I think other ones with other people 
and it just didn't work, even though the, the formula was there. Could they do it again? And that's going to be the question that we're going to talk about. So I'm going to talk about that in our talk topic of the week. But we also got so many other things to talk about to get my thoughts on as well. So let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so before we get started with all this crazy news, let's talk about Philadelphia. Let's talk about Philadelphia. There's a lot to be happy about in Philadelphia. There's a lot to celebrate about. If you're a football fan, if you're an NFL fan, in particular, if you're an Eagles fan. So my way of shouting you out, guys, that little opening that I did at the beginning of the show uh, with the one and only Molly Flanagan, I'm gonna put that out there. You know, for those who don't know or are just listening to the show, Molly Flanagan is a good friend of mine. Uh, she's been on the show multiple times. Will not be the last time, but I believe it was the last time she did it. We did a one-on-one together um, before I started doing video. By the way, she's the reason why I started doing video interviews, by the way. Um, she hired me to be the host of their panel for DreamCon. Uh, during 2020 when everybody was doing virtual. So it was a great opportunity and it kind of broke me into doing, wanting to do video interviews now. So once I got my feet wet, thanks to her, I was full blast. So, you know, it was, you know, full sale for there, but I digress. One time during when the Super Bowl, uh, I think, I think it was 52 or whatever like that. When uh, the Eagles faced the Patriots and, um, She's a big Patriots fan. She's a big Tom Brady fan. And this was Tom Brady at their prime. They were like unstoppable. And the Eagles faced them, faced off against them at um, at the Super Bowl. And she decided, she knows I'm from Philly. She put me on blast on Twitter when Twitter was actually fun. And decided to, uh, you know, challenge me to a mayoral, you know, bet. It basically, she's from, you know, New England Patriots or whatever like that. It, it was basically, uh, what was it? Uh, lobster roll versus the cheesesteak, basically. So if she won, I had to, you know, go, I had to send her a cheesesteak or whatever to her area. If I won, it had to be, a, she would have to uh, give me a lobster roll in whatever area. So turns out the Eagles actually beat the Patriots and nobody thought this was going to happen. People wanted it to happen, but didn't know because the, Patriots was just unstoppable at the time and the Eagles were able to stop them and they won. Philly was happy. Crisco's polls were, uh, was at this prime and you know, she, she owned up to it. She sent me, um, a gift certificate for, um, Luke's lobster, which is down here in Rittenhouse square. It's like one of the Rittenhouse square is like one of the most expensive, it, like it, I, I, when I was taking sociology in college in our sociology book, I'll never forget this. I still got the book. They actually show that some, one of the richest areas in the country is Rittenhouse square. I had no idea. Then they had a picture of Rittenhouse square there. This book was not made in, by in Philadelphia. It was made somewhere else. And they pointed out that Rittenhouse square was one of the richest places in the country. I was blown away by that. So she looked out, she got, she got the lobster roll, got my lobster roll, got 
and I got acquainted with Luke's lobster. Now I can't stop getting lobster um, from Luke's. And it's, it's it was cool. It was a cool moment. But the last interview that we did, she actually even doubled down on it. And we talked about it. And then all of a sudden she pops up and you could go back and listen to it. It's awesome. She went back and did it like kind of a liner, a soundbite liner. And she just shouted out to go Eagle. She, she owned up to it. I was like, dope. So I use that now for every time the Eagles get, you know, get far in, in, you know, in the NFL. So you'll be hearing that every single time. And you'll probably hear that up until the time, whatever they win the Super Bowl or they just also that one's for you courtesy of the hokage people so i i just i, I absolutely love it <laughs> this is the part about doing this show that i love so much i absolutely absolutely love this so like i said folks we got a lot to talk about today um whew. let's talk about the last of us let's just get right down to it i talked about checking out the show because this is like like uncharted this is one of those sh deals where like it's based on a video game um series that i am not too into or it's not like my real vibe and everything but it's highly regarded as one of the greatest of all time or one of the you know best video games of this era if you will and so much so that hbo you know decided to make a series out of it and i was like okay this is one of those deals that like, okay, let me invest in this. Let me look at this, see what this is about. Is this going to encourage me to want to play the game? And I watched it because I knew that it was kind of, it had the, uh, the walking dead vibe to it, but I wasn't, I, I've already invested so much in the walking dead, man. Seriously. Like so much. I mean, emotionally, like everybody else did. And it was drink like at that time when I was watching Walking Dead, I was also watching Breaking Bad and I was watching Sons of Anarchy and they were so good and they were so emotionally draining um, that it really puts you on a spot. And like, I'm so glad that they did the talking did afterwards because they really got to talk you through those things. And I'm like playing The Last of Us. Do I really want to go down that path again? Because that's the path that they're kind of going with this. Um, but I decided to watch and I, I will say this i i think i will enjoy the last of us as a as a tv series much more than a game because this is the type of stuff that i rather enjoy watching rather than playing i when i when it when it comes to my game playing i have to my whole entire um i have to have my disbelief like suspended i have to be it has to be totally out of this world fantasy like I, I i i really cannot watch anything that's too close to home not to say that the last of us is too close to home but the premise kind of begs the question and considering that we just had a pandemic or we're still we're just getting through a pandemic if you will in this country at least some other countries are still apparently going through it but considering that we're here in the country just you know getting past a pandemic and everything and they, this show really kind of asked that question you know it kind of begs the question you know you had I, I love the beginning i love the beginning of the series of the show where they go back to a talk show from the 60s and they, they're talking about the possibilities of this actually happening if the climate changes if you know stuff like that like this type of parasite and and, and virus if you will shouldn't affect humans unless 
the climate changes or whatnot. And when when they started talking about that, it was like, wow, look what's happening right now. And they're basic. It's 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 kind of fantasy science based on reality, but there is a hint of reality to the logic of what they're talking about here. I found that very intriguing. It was a great way to start it off. I don't know. I know people I've talked to on the ACMG Facebook group has said um, they actually did say that, you know, a lot of what they saw in the, in the first episode, which is like an hour and 20 minutes is literally a full length uh, feature. They said that it was a lot of accuracy to the video, to the actual game. Uh, they were very pleased with this. And I don't know if that beginning was accurate or I don't know if they I, I would have to probably go on YouTube to see, you know, cutscenes from the actual game to see if that talk show segment was actually a part of that. But I found that really a great way to understand the narrative, understand the premise of what this show is about and the slow burn to seeing how everything came about with Joe Miller and his daughter. It was like, I, I really like that they kind of focus on that to get you really in gear to understand Joel's path and um, Pedro Pasco. So awesome uh, as this role. Uh, Stude is awesome. He's just he's just fantastic. Loved him in a lot of these damn uh, movies, except maybe Wonder Woman 84. I don't know. Something about his performance in that it was just I, and it's, it's probably based on direction, not his abilities or whatnot, but just Wonder Woman 84 was just not one of my faves at all. But uh, Ella, um, Bella Ramsey as well by Ellie um, Williams also did a great job. I mean, by Bella Ramsey. I'm getting it all mixed up. Bella Ramsey is the actor playing Ellie Williams. <laughs> but I really enjoyed her performance as well and their, their chemistry. It's 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 really good. So I, you know, after watching the first episode, I am definitely going to stick to this. I am intrigued as to how what, what's going to happen and the fact that Ellie may be the actual cure. She may be the anti the antibodies to everything to the possible cure of this disease that is now making everybody into like a fungus like monster and whatnot. And uh, I like this because this is basically this is basically the Walking Dead with a cure. <laughs> and by the way, I got to find out because I know the Walking Dead is ending and all, the entire series is on Netflix now. And I haven't jumped back on that show since um, Glenn died and, and, and Negan came in. Like once Glenn died and Negan came in, I I Glenn was one of my favorite characters, man. And I knew that these guys weren't destined to go out. But what that I'll never forget that day. It was so damn hard to watch. Um, and I, I was just not to say with the show and the show technically wasn't the same. I think that was the big turnaround for the show when when Glenn died. And, and, and but he dies in the comics, too. So um, but something about it was like the only time the show was good was when Negan was on. And from that point, it's just like I just took off from it from there and it, it, it just wasn't the same um but if i know that they ended on a high note i'll probably go back and watch it you know that's what i'm hoping for here like i don't i haven't played the game so everything's so new to me these is nine episodes here so i don't know where they're going with this and i know there's the last of us two so they gotta have a season two somewhere but there's also it's like okay what's happening i don't know what happened in 
The Last of Us 2. Did it, did they actually find a obviously probably didn't find a cure there either or or a solution to the to the uh, epidemic that has happened. So we'll see. But there's a lot of um, great actors in here. Uh, Nick uh, Offerman is going to be on here as well. Uh, he's got four episodes here. Um, Gina Louise Phillips is going to be on here as well. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really great. I mean, it's this is again, this is a big win for video games. You know, this is why people we're getting I mean, video games is getting the same opportunities that novels are getting. You know, this stuff. This is why I, I, I really in, in comic books to that matter, too. Like now there's adaptations of these genres that years ago, decades ago, people looked down upon would turn their nose on. And now it's being celebrated to the point that they're making live adaptations to it, that they, which tells you how much they respect the continuity that has been brought upon video games. That video games is just not a, it's not for kids. These are like, these are like legit, you know, forms of entertainment that are both for all ages. It is, it could be for kids and it'd be very sophisticated. The subject matter could be very adult based. So I, I really implore this. And this is why I'm, I'm watching and supporting this. And so far, so good. It's coming on tonight. It's like every Sunday, uh, nine episodes. We'll see how this goes from there. So looking forward to that. You know what else I'm going to support too? And I'm going to say this right now. Velma. <laughs> I am going to be the FU I love Velma club here because there is you know, whenever somebody touches something that is all sacred and holy to them, that, that was a part of their childhood and everything, we tend to get, and I say we, because I've probably once or twice have done it myself on certain things. I can name it venom. Maybe <laughs> it's probably one I can say. Um, but every once in a while, they want to make changes to these, to these, uh, intellectual properties. And people cannot stand it because it feels they make it feels like they're erasing everything from the past. That's not necessarily true in this case with Velma. Velma is just a standalone, not canon. Maybe just it's it, it's just another telling. It, and people just need to accept that. It's like this is not connected. This is obviously not connected to the real real deal. They're not erasing your life. And that's why I think people feel like when you see new adaptations of something that it's like. They don't care about what you enjoyed about your life. They don't care about you. They want to start it over. They want to do something different. It's not the case. It's more or less like we want to see something, a new telling of it. We want to see something with, you know, a little bit more diversity, a little bit more something that wasn't shown in the beginning because we want to see that. And people feel like that they weren't a part of something. And now we got something Mindy Kaling and Charlie Grandy, who was the creator, decided to like, let's do something different. Let's give something that had everybody in here. And let's be real, Scooby-Doo, the only representation Scooby-Doo has ever had was the Harlem Globetrotters. Okay. <laughs> that was the only, like, what are the, the like for me and for like people in the black community, like some of the best episodes of Scooby-Doo mysteries when they used to have all these, you know, stars and everything was when the Harlem Globetrotters would come on. Cause it's like the only representation that you ever saw on, this, on a Hanna-Barbera cartoon period. So Mindy, Mindy Kaling, Charlie Grandy, they decided to like, let's, let's change the game. 
and they did like come on you can't get mad at this but then you're gonna say we like a pup named scooby-doo because a pup named scooby-doo was also check what is different how is this any different from a pup named scooby-doo which a lot of people love the pup names i a pup named scooby-doo is one of my favorite scooby-doo um cartoons and now this one is up there with it because i haven't laughed this hard since a pup named scooby-doo okay this is a very adult oriented funny version not and i'm gonna say non-canon to the original whatever and it, what is really canon in, in scooby-doo anyway because they had so many different scooby-doos so many okay like i don't know what is canon to scooby-doo so there were so many scooby like none of them are connected so it's of anything that could have a adaptation or a different adaptation to it or variant of it if you will it is the brand and they decided to do a standalone focus on mindy i'm sorry on uh velma if you will and mindy kaling is velma she's now uh indian descent which i have no problem with as well it's awesome but the cast is the best they i mean they really if you liked harley quinn you're gonna love this this has the harley quinn style um comedy and here's the funny part got people on the acmg facebook group you know one person in particular said <laughs> it was absurd okay i'm just gonna say it. this person climbed it chimed in and and basically said that he's not gonna watch it because they make fun of adults who watch cartoons so basically this is one of those situations this is this is the the, the old case of this generation only reading the headlines or getting their getting their full view of things based on just a headline rather than the whole article so instead of watching the actual show he watched the he watched the trailer of the commercial and there's a part in the trailer in the commercial that says you know that we're shaggy by the way who's black in this in this uh series also known as this you know government name norville in here um played by sam richardson by the way he's hilarious he goes on and says do you know what 420 means right and velma replies yeah people uh Delts who still watch cartoons instead of saying it's, it's for you know marijuana for some reason he got triggered by this and he decided to comment on this on the acmg facebook group and i'm like this is ridiculous um that if first of all you gotta you gotta understand the hilarious nature and the irony of them actually saying that because yes she said it's adults who play who uh, watch cartoons but the show is an adult based cartoon the show is a a sophisticated adult oriented sophisticated animated cartoon made by adults for adults I don't, I don't understand why that person didn't get the humor of that. It wasn't to really troll or, you know, it wasn't maliciously. I, I, it was clearly just to poke fun at the of, of the obvious of what we're all doing right now. Like, why would you really damage yourself? Why would you come out with a cartoon? Why would you like create a, a animated series just to make fun of people who love animated series? it just doesn't make sense like especially when you want people to watch the series they had no intention of insulting people it was just to poke fun of it that's the difference like it didn't other the other part 
was that um i honestly i think it's just like they didn't like the fact that they're changing up on there we wouldn't see scooby i'm like guess what so what maybe they'll mention scooby later on down the line maybe not maybe there'll be a season two but this is all leading up the story premises the origin story of how all the gang got together and so eventually they will have to mention scooby eventually they will have to bring scooby in eventually if this continues if they get a season two or three whatever like that with that said the show is hilarious mindy kaling as velma kind of gives you the daria vibe the really good that my mvp standout is actually fred glenn uh harrington who plays uh who plays on uh uh always sunny in philadelphia plays fred he is the funniest fred since a pup named scooby-doo because on a pup named scooby-doo one of the most funniest characters in that show is freddy because he always he's a numbskull and he always blames everything on red herring he's in that realm but he's a little bit like a kind of a bougie you know yeah like um you know entitled rich kid in this thing um and he is just hilarious on here like i said sam richardson is norville aka shaggy he, uh, who is black in this in this universe version of it and then we got constance Wu. i love constance Wu. i swear to goodness i love this woman um constance Wu from fresh off the boat and you know all the other movies that she's been in um and just been blowing up like crazy she's awesome and she is daphne daphne is asian in this series she's adopted her mom and uh her mother's if you will <laughs> is none other than jane lynch and wanda sykes jane lynch plays donna wanda sykes plays linda who are both cops in the uh county and uh by the way i'm so happy my wife just um said that wanda sykes is playing uh here in philadelphia and it's gonna be a live taped uh event and we are going in february i can't wait to do it this is our second uh attend like the second time we we're going to a wanda sykes show and she hasn't disappointed she's gonna be on a daily show all this week i'm ready for it wanda is a genius on a stage man I, she's awesome but she's on here too and a lot of these car a lot of these uh actors have been on harley quinn i know wanda has been on harley quinn she's uh a particular character on there too but um it's just it's just hilarious there's so many awesome characters um nicole buyer <laughs> is another hilarious comedian she's playing uh blythe on here she's, she's in a couple episodes gary cole it's almost like you cannot have a animated series without gary cole aka um Bert, harvey Birdman, and he's been on everywhere he's on everything man he's just freaking hilarious frank welker is also in this deal too like <laughs> what what the hell you know this is gonna be awesome he's playing a character named William for two episodes it's like playing homage to him because he was in the original series and whatnot so um what is it four episodes in i'm all for it i've always i've always uh enjoyed this show since day one there's a lot of people who are going to hate on it probably there's always going to be a lot of trolls that's going to hate on this just for the sake of hating not because they watched it there's a there's a lot to like about this series if you distance yourself from the original and just take it for what it is you're going to enjoy this for what it is it is a awesome show and then there is some really great storytelling involved 
you know, Velma um, helping Daphne try to find her, you know, um, her real parents. Um, Velma solving a bunch of mysteries and she's having these nightmares and whatnot and such. So I love this and her trying to figure out her sexuality and trying to figure out her, you know, where she stands in, in this whole thing. Cause she liked Fred, but she's also having a thing for Daphne. And I think at the end, it's probably like, who cares? It's like, like who you like. And you know, there's that message too, that I think a lot of people are going to hate, but screw them. The show is awesome. I am four episodes in. I love this series. Um, I implore you that if you like Harley Quinn and what they did on that show, you're going to love this. It's kind of the same comedy. And I think that was the other argument he made too, that he was trying to, or trying to make, or trying to make excuses for just to justify his means. Like, all right, if it's, if it's like Harley Quinn, then that's not a bad thing. you like, that's a good thing to follow. Have that comedy, the same comedy, the whole writing and everything's not going to be the same, but like the storytelling is not going to be the same, but the comedy style is, that's not a bad thing. Especially if you claim that you like Family Guy, but you watch American Dad and then you also watch the Cleveland show as well, or any other thing that Seth MacFarlane has ever done. You cannot, you, you can't, look, there's so many people, like, you can't say that, but then you like, you know, anything in the Arrowverse or anything from Mar like, you just can't, like, stop. At this point, you're, you're just reaching for reasons to hate this thing without even checking it out. And I hate when people sabotage themselves to do that. Because when people sabotage themselves, a lot of times down the line, they'll watch it and then end up liking it, but they can't say anything because they already dogged it so much that they don't want to admit that they're wrong. And it's nothing wrong with that. You should admit when you're wrong. That it's a lot. So let me tell you, it's very healthy to admit when you're wrong. You come out so much better when you admit that you're wrong. People don't, people think that is weak to admit that you're wrong. Actually, it's the total opposite. You're weak by not admitting that you're wrong and you're stronger when you can, because it's harder to do that. It's harder to be a man or a woman, uh, in, in you know, in an adult, if you will, a mature adult to just stay there and say, I was wrong. Yeah. It's going to hurt for a bit, but you're going to, it's like, think about it. And, and I'll say it in terms of Saiyans when Saiyans get their ass whipped and get beat down a lot. They come back stronger than they were before. That's kind of what, you know, admitting when you're wrong is. It's like it hurts at the beginning, but you come out stronger at the end. So look, go check it out if you haven't already. This is an awesome show. Also, just after watching it, I feel like, damn, I wish I went to that damn um that that panel at New York Comic Con, but it was on at the same time that Super Mario Brothers panel was. And I don't regret that because the Super Mario Brothers uh movie panel was so epic. And actually, in hindsight, it was a bigger event and it was in the biggest hall that they had. So I I would have it was like damned if you don't and damned if you do in my case from there. So go out and wait, check it out. And in terms of like things of, that I thought of, um, Trigun Stampede, uh, it's been out for a while, but the English dub premiered yesterday that uh, we finally got the chance. And I wasn't going to watch it until I heard it because you know, I want to hear Johnny Young Bosch returns as Vash the Stampede in this deal. I want to check it out in the English dub. There's a, quite a few people that I've actually had the chance of uh, interviewing and being in a panel with that is in this one. I was like, nah, I'm jumping on this. So I got a chance to finally see the first episode. There's already four uh, episodes out for on Crunchyroll and Hulu for um, the subtitle version for the original Japanese uh, cast dub. But the first 
episode of the dub premiered yesterday. I really enjoyed it. It, it. I will say I was a bit weirded out by the animation. Um, there's also a lot of changes in here. Like this, people who love the original are also gonna probably, you know, slightly be a little bit. Some people, I think, there's gonna be little people that's gonna be mad about the changes in terms of um, the premise and narrative or whatnot. Um, but I will say to this, like, this is not the first anime that has changed the narrative uh, and, and, and the, and the uh, story direction. Tenchi Moyu had a had the OVA series and they had the um, the original TV series. The original TV series of Tenchi Moyu, bo both of them are awesome, by the way. They started off going on the same path where all the girls came from other planets and they started staying in the house. But then it went a little bit different ways. In fact, the OVA had less um, less amount of episodes than the TV series did. But the TV series went a whole nother direction and a whole nother premise involving, you know, their father or whatnot. And then the OVA went to another direction as well. Um, I'll give another example. Full Metal Alchemist, the original Full Metal Alchemist. Both of them were like 52 episodes, I believe. The original Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood went also in the same direction, but then totally made opposite turns where Brotherhood involved the father and then the original series did, went, involved something totally different. This is no different. I, I can name Dragon Ball, I think is maybe another one. Maybe I think GT or whatever like that, but still. I mean, this is not this is not nothing new. I think the difference is Dragon Ball GT was just not really successful at all. A lot of people views, um, but this is going in another direction, slightly the same, but slightly different as well. But the best part about it is Johnny Young Bush, who said that who uh, this was his first, you know, role ever in anime before he became the John G J Y B. And after the Power Rangers, of course. Uh, you know, he's back reprising his role and it's awesome. It's been awesome so far. Um, I'm just, in terms of the animation style, it is still anime, but I'm a, I'm really freaked out at how this looks because this looks, it looks fantastic, but it also like, this looks uncharacteristic to any anime I've ever seen, you know, done. This looks more like a DreamWorks animation or a Disney, even more a Disney animated film than it is an actual anime. It's weirding me out that it looks this like is like just drawn this way and it's it's depicted this way. Um, but I still love it. It's still awesome. The voice acting is stellar as what you expect. Um, like I said, there are changes in here because Meryl is uh, she has a different but she's like a reporter in this one. Whereas I think the last one, she was like a debt collector or whatnot, or I forgot what they were. It was something really weird. And they were trying to find Vash to stampede regardless, um, you know, to collect on, uh, it's been a long time since I watched the original tree gun, but also is different is, um, the character Millie Thompson, who's at this time is not in this show. I have, again, I haven't watched the other three episodes that have come up, but, she is not on this show at this time and she was Meryl's Stripe Meryl Stripe's um 
you know, partner in this. Now Meryl's with another guy in this. Um, I, I forgot his name already, but um, that's a whole different thing right there. And then there's the situation with knives that is now a part of this situation too. So, um, which is Vash's brother. So they're kind of basing it around, you know, his psychotic self and whatever Vash and him is involved with. So we're going through a whole new different journey with this show. Um, I'm all for it. I'll be watching it definitely. And, uh, you know, this is worth checking out too. This is absolutely worth checking. If you're a Trigon fan, love it for what it is and enjoy it for what it is. But nonetheless, Vash is back. So that it brings some type of legitimacy to it. I think if Vash wasn't back, I think people would have beef with this deal. And I think the, they, I think because of how different this, this story is going to be, I think Crunchyroll made the smart decision to bring them in because it helps ease people into the new premise and, 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 and storyline of this whole thing. So I am all for it. You know, so you got three awesome things to check out. Actually more. It is, like I said, there's a bunch of trailers and everything coming out. We got so much to look forward to in 2023, but like movies, TV shows, and video games this year. This is going to be a loaded, loaded year. We damn sure need it. Now, speaking of video games, something I didn't get a chance to talk about on the select start video game podcast because it wasn't announced till after the podcast. So I had to bring it up now because this is huge. Crystal Dynamics announced that Marvel Avengers, the video game is calling it quits. Crystal Dynamics announced on social media that after two years, they will discontinue digital purchase DLC and further additional content of the series. They are officially waving the white flag on this. You know, let's be real. This is a failed, this was a failed project. This was a failed um, game. Everything about it that they were doing was totally wrong. And uh, it, this is the result of it. You know, like this was a this was just a failure. You got to say it because Street Fighter Five has been out for quite a while, and it is the only reason why it stopped is because Street Fighter Six is coming. It is people say what they want about Street Fighter Six, but Street Fighter Six has been a success and has been going on, and people have been nonstop playing that game. And there's going to be people that complained about it, but guess it what people were still playing it people were still buying and the way that they handled their situation was a lot better than what marvel avengers did all solo content will continue to be playable after the uh support ends which uh is only going to be in september once september ends everything is just going to end except the the single player experience and the multiplayer experience but i don't know how long the multiplayer experience is going to last either um i think that's going to be a deal so here's the big thing all credit balances will now be in-game currency officially meaning no more buying you know credit from the outside from like using real money they're going to create a system for in-game currency because what's going to happen is that all the cosmetics will be made free meaning that you can earn it in game and all this will start with september will come to an end at september there are so many people who spent so much stupid money on this on this game that is so freaking mad they are absolutely insanely pissed off and guess what that is your fault if you decide to spend money 
on this freaking game. If you if you literally decided to spend money on this game and didn't understand how stupid the paywall factor is and the, and the business model was, I'm sorry, that's on you. You can't. All the all, all Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix did was present it. You as a not just a gamer, not as a fan, but as a consumer, should have looked at that and said like, I don't want to invest in this. This is not something I want to do. I think they're charging you too much. I don't think they provided you the right quality to do this. You went in and you decided to want to pay it. And trust me, I've paid a few myself and I don't regret it because that was my decision to do. But you decided to do this. Don't get mad because you spent all this money. First of all, I didn't like the way the paywall was done anyway. I don't like the way that they handled the game. I don't like that they tried to make the game a money grab. And it looks like a lot of people also didn't either. And for that matter, what made it even worse is that they, this game bombed in the beginning because they rushed it. They brought it out. Like, like I know there are a bunch of um, gamers who came in like a year later. And by the time the year later came, they were all like done. And they were, they, things were a little bit solid and, and, you know, they fixed a lot of situations, you know, um, they fixed a lot of the, the, the bugs and, and stuff that they were um, working on. But man, no, I'm sorry. Like that, that's not their fault. That is, <laughs> um, well, what I'm saying is not their fault is the fact that like you bought in. You saw this and you're still buying it. I'm sorry. <laughs> How about for now on? When you buy a game. Because this is what I do when I review these games all the time. Well, when I buy these games too, I also like, I'm, trust me, I'm getting it back in <laughs> some form of fashion. Um, it's it's paying for itself in a lot of ways. But when you buy a game, you have to look at it not just as a gamer and not as a fan. You need to look at these games as a consumer standpoint, meaning use critical thinking before you buy. Say, what are they providing? And it, what the, is what they're providing? A good value for your money, for your hard-earned money. That's what you should be looking into when you buy a game or watch anything or like just anything, just anything. Use critical thinking in general. Just, you know, question before you buy. What are they providing? What are they promising? Is this worth it? You know, this is like, I, I I feel like the same people who bought into this game and is mad now are possibly the same people who brought into the Google Stadia before you ever got to see what it does or how it works. There were people at E3 when they announced the Stadia, these pretentious purchasing fools. There's and you're, this is probably some people are listening to And for that. Sorry, as it is what it is. There were people who went in and brought the uh, Google Stadia and they tried to well, what it was, was it was trying to be a money flex. And basically the presentation was there and they were talking about all these things that the Google Stadia was able to do. And all of a sudden without even like normally there's a demo of what this game can do. There was no live demo of the Google Stadia. There was no way of knowing whether how how fluid or solid this game, this game process was going to be. 
and his streaming network was going to be. But that, and then they talked about the paywall of, yeah, you do a subscription, but then within the subscription, there are other companies that also are doing their own subscription. So not only are you paying for Google Stadia, the, the, the primary system, you're also going to be paying for like Ubisoft's library because Ubisoft is doing their own subscription to play their games within Stadia. So that means you're paying a lot more rather than just buying and owning the game yourself. You decide to purchase a monthly subscription. And if you do the math, that's going to that's going to bite you in the ass financially. People don't ever do the math like I here's the thing. I I go to Adobe to do a lot of my, um, you know, like the Adobe Creative crowd but i also have the master i have the master suite that i have from like ages ago and i still use the master suite because a lot of the features and everything are still great you can still use those but the the business model and paywall that adobe has is insane like i paid 2600 for the entire um creative suite when it came out that was including like everything from uh illustrator photoshop uh, uh, audition um you know, uh, uh, after effects, all that stuff for 2,600. And then, you know, there was additional updates and everything. They decided to make it a streaming situation and make you do a monthly fee. Cause these new, the millennials, the Gen Z's, they're not going to care. They're not going to do the math. They're not going to think about that. They're not going to be using critical thinking. They're just going to pay They're without even thinking like, Whoa, let me do the math here. How much is man? You, if you do the math on Adobe, on Adobe, uh, creative, uh, cloud, compared to what you just paid like back with the creative suite um years which was like 2600 you're paying more you're paying more <laughs> um so it didn't on, on at that you're paying you're probably paying way more than you what you're paying on a yearly basis no matter how many years you get this yeah they, uh, yeah they give you you know some really cool features and yeah they ask, ask some other things but dude, like you're, you're, you're man. I don't even without inflation, you're paying more than you probably should have. They're getting you. That's how all these damn companies are doing it. This is how, you know, you know, Square Enix and, 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 and Crystal Dynamics were trying to get us with Marvel Avengers. Only I don't think people really fell for it. I think part of it was that the fact that, like I said, one, let's look back. Let's really look back at this. Um, let's start with E3 2019. We knew that we knew for uh, quite a long time, like even before um, E3 2019, that, that you know Square Enix was working on a Marvel project, and I, like at least two to three years prior to that, we knew this. And then 2019 came, and finally was coming into fruition. We finally got to see what was going on, and we got a first look at Marvel Avengers, and. A lot of people at that event online, when they saw it, they were not impressed. It, it looked unfinished. The characters were always said they looked like, you know, just neighborhood people cosplaying as the Avengers. Um, there were so many memes out back then about that. And you know, Chris dynamics heard it and it, they, they you know, the audience reaction to the game was unimpressive people were not impressed that e3 2019 was a really bad year <laughs> okay it was like for it was a lot of i think there was a lot of disappointments in that one and then 
2020 hit and also along with that the pandemic started and began and everybody was just going through some mental trauma and going crazy at that time the the best things to happen in 2020 was spider-man miles morales in final fantasy 7 remake the worst thing to happen in terms of video games in 2020 was believe it or not cyberpunk 2000 uh 2020 uh 7 2077 i believe which now to see project cd red they have really brought that game back to fruition it is such an awesome game now and to marvel studios credit i mean marvel uh ventures credit that that also was better than it was before still wasn't the best experience like especially when you play spider-man and spider-man miles morales and even um marvel ultimate alliance 3 there's no comparison but when 2020 hit there were so many bugs and glitches and crashes in this game whether it be from the playstation 4 side the playstation 5 side or playstation 5 wasn't out at the time i believe but um or just even the pc side there were so many crashes in this game it was it was atrocious people had a hard time playing it so you know people like two years later some people just decided to get into it and now it was a great game so they don't know what people from day the day one people went through with this and the, they, they they've been losing the momentum since and and even furthermore we just even make it worse there was some controversy with lead designer brian wagner um who got fired after some offensive tweets that were unearthed from 2014. I, i've never seen the tweets i don't know what they were um i will say there's some you know if he didn't make amends for it like this is the jay briscoe thing again so i don't know exactly what he said and whether he actually you know re you know redeemed himself for it or whatever but i was you know there are people on twitter and online that said that he was he was a hypocrite because he was always talking about people being toxic and then the tweets that he were that he was presenting were kind of considered toxic themselves um I don't know that's a whole situation i would have to go into that i don't know his situation like i know jay briscoe's situation but um i don't know if he owned up to it making amends but they fired him uh for that so that was a situation there and just things been it's just been trying to get back his groove for quite a while but it did not and it just seems like now they're going to make it what, it what i always thought it was meant to be and that should have been a single player experience this game should have been a single player experience from the jump it, or at least even if or multiplayer experience it should not have been a cash grab I, I i just i hate the idea i think that was their whole thing and they were trying to make like, people also forget people also forget this one thing at the beginning they weren't intentionally make they, they, they were they were not going to allow the story mode to be replayable it was by the request of the paying fans on social media that was pissed because like one, when you first started the game, people still forget when you first start, when you first finished the game, you were not able to play that game, the game again. And they were going to just, the, their, their initial idea for Marvel Avengers was to just, you know, have people focus on the multiplayer so they could just, you know, continue to buy the, um, the content and they can level up and do whatever they're there and just not everybody they they learned that not everybody likes playing multiplayer games 
that there's a lot of people who still like the single player experience and by request of the fans who were last you know getting i'm like we paid over a hundred dollars for this thing why can't we play the story mode again and that's an insult to the to all the actors and performers who played in these games like how dare you not let us play replay the game and enjoy their performances in the story because the story was the really strong part of the actual game so they were not going to let you play that game and you know why because jump force did that well to this day you still cannot play the original story mode on bandai Namco's jump force even like i don't care how crappy that game is or how or, or how crappy the story mode is you still should be able to play it and the only way that you could play the story mode is if you completely erase the entire game data and save data and start all over just to play the story you cannot there's no re, you know replay of the game there's no new game plus none of that they were going to crystal dynamics was going to do that exact same thing and luckily we have not seen that since jump force was a failure also to that measure um and the fact that you weren't able to replay the game it was it, it was a joke like i hated the way that, i'm so glad that this 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 business model that they were trying to do is not did not work because that sucked right there the biggest thing i'm a big story how when it comes to video games like you i don't care how crappy this game is you better let me i pay you too much money <laughs> to not you know enjoy the core of what this thing is about it's a story i don't play multiplayer so if you ice me out of playing multiplayer i'm not playing the game anymore to me you stole my money thankfully crystal dynamics were at least smart enough to say like okay and i remember the i remember the vlog or the stream when they talked about that and it was like by the request of the fans we're gonna you know allow you to replay this story mode very smart of him to do because this should have done it in the first place so technically it's not really smart <laughs> you should have done it in the first place so the end of an era is coming so count down and do not pay for that 75 dollar deal for all the costumes because it is going to all be free down the line do not don't do anything don't make any more mistakes if you already have with this game let it ride it out till september or whatever time today just say like here we're just giving it to you for free and again to those who already paid sorry you made the decision you tried to flex you tried to pretend like this game wasn't like was a crap and look what happened this game is crap so it actually they're actually giving away for free i hope you learn a lesson here i hope you learn a lesson here man all right moving on mighty Morphin power rangers fans hopefully we'll be happy when netflix is coming out with a 30th anniversary special uh coming in april reuniting some of the legendary cast members of the power rangers for this standalone special only a few member cast members were revealed in this uh in the trailer including johnny and bosch walter james danny uh david yost Karen Ashley, Stephen, uh, or Steve uh, Candennis, uh, I believe is following me on uh, Instagram actually, Catherine Sutherland, and maybe more to be announced. Now, Entertainment Weekly, according to them, reported that uh, this special was recorded months before the tragic and untimely death of Jason David Frank, and fans are wondering whether 
he will be um well he will have an appearance on the special um if he is it's going to be interesting to find out why they didn't bring him on and maybe because it's still hurting people but you know based on the the nature of how he passed that that plays a factor i mean because it's different than how kevin conroy passed because he you know he kevin conroy died uh, for uh, we can say natural causes uh you know i can say he, he he died of cancer so when they announced that he was going to be on um kill the justice league you know that kind of warmed people's heart i don't know if, i think they kind of made the right call by not saying he was going to be in there yet or whatever or maybe they're just holding out to say that he's going to be in there um because i i don't know pe uh, people are still heartbroken by the not only his passing but why and how he passed so that is a whole thing too the other uh deal was austin st john um may be questionable for making an appearance as well and i think he may have declined but he also you know or he just might not have been asked either because he should do it if he did did ask he's been into and some uh issues lately with the recent government fraud of a COVID 19 business relief uh scandal that he's been involved with so there's that situation and then there's amy joe johnson you know also the pink ranger also jason david frank's you know storied love interest if you will um you know she said that she uh she declined it as well due to a low pay offering she put it in a statement on twitter explaining why she declined and she points out that it says for the record i never said no i just didn't say yes to what was offered i respect that <laughs> um I, I definitely respect that regardless of what they're not doing or what they're doing now like pay these people people you guys need to understand and this is why i love having guests on this show because you get to learn things about the industry that you may not know and they put it out there so you can know whether if you're aspiring to be an actor or a game developer or producer or whatever like that there's some it's not all glory it is not all glory and some of these projects that these uh actors get into and you know and, and with their involvement and in, in sag after and all that stuff it's it's not all that is cracked up to be sometime you're going to have to eat crow sometime and they're going to try to you know try to get you know test your worth and as an amy joe stood stand by her worth and said that like the pay that she's getting is not enough i agree i agree because one thing i think she left the show when she left the show I think she went on to do soap operas and all that stuff too and she ended up in doing some other things outside of that so her value did get better even though she is famously known for being the pink ranger she's going on to do some other things that kind of raise her stock a bit so i don't blame i don't blame her at all like it's not to say it's, it's, it's you know she just has to, she's standing by her worth i stand for, um by her with that so we will see it's coming april 19th and um you know we'll see how this goes i will say this i fun fact <laughs> i did not know about here um i was not aware that a certain person that i had dinner with was a part of the original uh power Rangers. i i i was totally totally um i'm trying to find them now i'm trying to find them now because i i saw him yesterday um what's the story here where's the i 
Dude, I can I say I've said this many a times, but I hate the way I, I really hate the way um IMDB sets up their pages on the on the main page. Alpha here we go. Alpha five, one, two. Yep, here we go. So alright. I didn't I, I wasn't aware of this, but Richard Steven Hor uh, Horvitz. A lot of you guys know him because he's played on um, a lot of your favorite, favorite animated shows. Um, he's played on Psychonauts, um, Invader Zim, I believe. Um, and I didn't know that he was Alpha 5. I actually had dinner with this dude in 2018 with um, with Molly Flanagan. It was me, Molly Flanagan, my wife, me and my wife, Molly Flanagan, um, Lisa, her wife. Um, it was also Greg Griffin, who's also plays Catwoman and, uh, she played a ton of different things. Catwoman, um, Captain Marvel in some of the Marvel animated shows and, and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, we had, we had, uh, Richard Harvest. And first of all, this guy's awesome. This guy's fantastic. They were all at, you know, Keystone Comic Con in 2018. And I took them to, um, we all went to a restaurant because they're not in Philly. So I, I recommended a restaurant that we all go to. Um, shout out to Sam Pan. It's like one of the hottest restaurants in, in downtown uh, Philly. It's like a fusion uh, Asian restaurant. But he was there. I actually still have a picture of him, you know, at the event. And we all took a picture together uh, once we got back to the Marriott and all that stuff. It was it was awesome. He was so entertaining. Him and Greg Griffin were so entertaining. But I got to, you know, listen to them in Molly banter. Uh, back and forth and everything. It was just such an awesome experience to be around these guys. Um, but I didn't know he was Alpha 5. I had no idea he was Alpha 5 in the original Power Rangers. That's awesome. And I believe he may be reprising his role in the uh, Netflix series too. So, uh, life of a podcaster, people. Go fig. So, this is coming April 19th on Netflix. So, stay tuned for that. And hopefully, we'll get more to that. So, um, so two more things I got to add here is Invincible 2. That was the other that was the other big announcement that we got uh, on social media. The official site for uh, for for Invincible, the animated series and Amazon video put out a new video where we see Mark, a a a.k.a. Invincible and Alan, the one eyed alien played by Seth Rogen at a burger joint as they talk about what Mark has been up to since the first season and Mark saying that he's, you know, writing, producing, voice acting. They show the actual actor who plays Mark in the, in a, uh, in the studio booth, um, you know, character designing and everything. And then Alan asked, okay, but when is the second season coming out? We want to hear, we want to know we've been waiting for a long time. Mark says late 2023. And that's pretty much it. It's really, it was really fun. Awesome teaser of a, uh, you know, deal. That is coming out so i'm looking forward to this uh invincible is coming out this year along with cobra kai along with um mandalorian and god those else um god we got secret warriors from marvel just so many damn shows coming out this year it ain't funny man it's just i'm so for it this is a great time to be a fan again people so stay tuned for that you can check the you gotta you gotta go out of your way check out the trailer it's so awesome it, and the animation just looks so good so here's the looking for because that that show blew up like it was one of the it was voted 
the best animated series in um i think 2021 or two, 2020 when it came out so i am looking forward to this it's pretty awesome so there you have it last thing i want to talk about give a shout out to our acmg member kiana dunn map she posted this very interesting tidbit of news if you're a popeye fan you may want to look into this i didn't i had no idea about this and this is awesome this is an awesome story so she posted this go online look up the name frank rocky fiegel that's i'll spell the last name f-i-e-g-e-l frank and i'll read this off of this uh this uh image posted i got frank rocky fiegel born in poland on january 27 1860 what is it 1868 oops hold on for one sec uh he immigrated with his family to america and in 1887 he joined the navy when popeye's creator met him he was a retired sailor contracted with um waybox tavern in the city of chester illinois to clean and uh, and maintain order in other words he sounds like he was a boxer at a bar he had a reputation of always involving in fights so he had to uh so he had a deformed eye parentheses pop eye and he demonstrated his strength and so many fights he demonstrated his strength in so many fights that he became a local legend he also smoked a pipe so he spoke only with one side of his mouth when he was uh when he was with children he would uh he held a pipe and uh with his corner of his mouth and told them the antics of his youth often boasting about his physical strength and loudly claiming that spinach was is his food that makes him invincible popeye's creator or character creator elsie chrysler sager was one of those children that he listened to and inspired him to create the actual uh character popeye and on here there's a picture of the actual guy who looks exactly like the drawing he is it, like you cannot even if you didn't know that this guy this uh that frank fiegel if you met this guy and you never like known that he was based around Popeye, you would just say, my God, you look exactly like Popeye. This is a spinning image to the cartoon. This was an awesome, 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 awesome story. Thank you, Kiana, for bringing it on because a lot of people did not know this, apparently, um, when she posted it on it. It was fantastic. And I'm looking at this like, why isn't this a biopic? Why isn't Sager... Why, why are we doing this a, a biopic based on this guy's life which led to the legendary cartoon character that we're still celebrating today we're eating chicken from his store apparently even and not spinach for some reason and for those who don't know there was a popeye game that just came out like a year over a year ago or less than a year ago um it was kind of based on the old arcade game that came out years ago but it was a 3d version of it doing the same it's not really the best game in the world and that's why i never reviewed it but it was just cool to have but it, it's very simplistic it, it, it literally is based on a 
it's a 3D rendition uh, or adaptation of the original 2D arcade 80s game, which wasn't really too much of anything. So, um, but it was, I thought it was fascinating to know that this guy, the, the actual role Popeye literally existed in the form of Frank Rocky Fagel. Look it up, read it. It is an awesome story. Um, I don't know who in Hollywood, somebody in Hollywood is to see this. Somebody in Hollywood, I, this is something I want Steven Spielberg to do. I need Steven Spielberg to do this film. I, I like do do a biopic on this guy's life that led to the legendary Popeye character. It is freaking awesome. So go anyway, check it out, folks. That is what new in the world of ACMG. I told you guys is going to be beefy. We're going to take a break, come back, and I am going to give my thoughts on House Party, the new 2003 House Party. Does this live up? We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Amanda Celine Miller, the voice of Boruto and Sailor Jupiter, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of House Party, the 2023 remake of an all-time classic. I won't even go as far as saying cult classic because that's kind of limited in it. This is an all-time classic in, in black cinema, if you will, I guess. Um this was a originally a movie created for one of the greatest rap duos of all time kit and play and this was their debut into the movie scene and this movie was created literally for them and what it has done since is created a phenomenon of fandom for this type of uh film they tried they also had two other sequels and then another version that didn't really go as well like after the second house party you couldn't re it was hard for them to reinvent the wheel again of magic that they had from the first one um the second one barely got through but we the second one was okay the third one was like all right and then they started having different house parties i think they were dvd uh straight to dvd versions and it kind of watered down the deal but we never the strength of the first movie was so big you can never forget it we kind of draw out all the rest that has come out for there but house party the original house party reflected a time when it was great to be outside when it was great to hang out with people before social media you know in the biggest gatherings that you could possibly have is a house party like we used to call them dollar parties back in the day like you would you would pay a dollar to come in the house to dance to you know get in with somebody to hopefully come out with somebody 
and just you know make a reputation for yourself and just like only the coolest of the coolest get to go and you know what i'm saying it's like it was like that you know i've been through a few house parties myself back in the day and it was pretty dope back then it was there was those were some great times um and then you know house there was also you know nightclubs and everything too but it was nothing like a house party because you were around people that you know you were having fun with people that you know and you know the people that you were you may have been into you this was your chance to jump in see what you got see you know if you had moves you could go and get it you know it was just it was it was one of the best social scenes you could ever possibly have and how do you turn something from the you know, like late 80s 90s into something modern and that's the question because there is no such thing as this. the only house parties that you really kind of get now today is like rich people doing it like because when you have a house now today's standards is like when you have a house party you can't really have a house party if your house ain't kicking you know what i'm saying like it used to be like nobody had back then nobody had lavish elaborate and lavish houses and mansions like a lebron james style castle like you do now <laughs> it wasn't like that back then maybe l cool j was the closest to that back then maybe um but other than that it was like you know everybody was just jamming it was like no expectations no hierarchy that you had to have you if you had a party in your in your neighborhood around the way you know word get out we all come you know what i'm saying like now the standards is just too high now <laughs> so it's like club it's like you go to a club to have fun or you just go to you know or you you're a rich person going to somebody else's crib because their crib is as it, it is just as great if not better like if you're not a drake spot you know then or or the kardashian spot it's like it's not considered a real party like it is funny because like the bougie you know the ghetto bougie people will now well because like you're going to a house party it's too lowbrow <laughs> but how do you make a house party movie modern they found a way they absolutely found a way here and again this goes to show because the premise of this movie definitely tells you that you can't do a normal house party like you used to like it, it just doesn't happen that way you can't have a party at somebody's house because all everybody's mindset and expectations are too high it's like you go to, you have a party at a club or you have a party at a mansion and that's exactly what they did here so here's the story this is the story premise and this was the thing i was questioning one of the things i was questioning before i get to the story was whether how are they going to modernize this concept how are they going to do this and then on top of that it's supposed to be lebron's house that they're doing this and how are they going to get away with in convincing celebrities who know lebron to come to this house so all that was thankfully answered to me so let's start with the story here so the story is based around two friends trying to find their way to achieve upward mobility and ends up in a bind when the two are fired from their jobs as cleaning crew with kevin needing money to secure his daughter's education fund damon is damon but he calls it by the way he calls it damon i'll get into that situation in a minute because i have a family member that did that same thing but damon uh i'll start over again with kevin needing money to secure his daughter's education and damon looking to make a name for himself as a promoter the two discover that the they are cleaning lebron james's house and makes a risky decision to put together a huge house party to raise money for kevin and gain the rep for damon of course things goes completely out of hand when the two have to find a way to clean up the mess 
before King James himself returns to his castle and discovers that this party is going on. So this is an interesting premise because again, I said you can't do a normal house party now. Like what Kitten Play did back in the day, you can't do now because Kitten Play, I mean, was at a time when people were okay with having parties at a house. Like having a party at your crib was the hottest thing ever. Now having a party at your crib is not enough because everybody has these glorified expectations of what they should be. Like, even if you're not living that life, you need to pretend like you're living that life, which is so stupid and superficial at best. So like they had to find a better way to get more clout. You can't do it at your crib and not many people's crib is big enough to have a house party. So with, with Demon having to want to make a name from Demon is one of those guys. I've, I've met these guys before. They're guys who consider themselves promoters and all they do is go to club to club, just making their self seen, but pretending that they're the ones that putting this together, that they're the ones that are promoting this and putting all this at base. A lot of times it's just getting clout and because they're getting clout and, and taking selfies with celebrities or people at the club and all the stuff to make themselves look like that they're the ones that are doing the club. It, 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 it projects the image that these guys got it going on when they don't. They're not making any money from this. They're just making clout. Now, the reason why I have a significant nature of this is because I had clients that hired me to create their logo for this type of business. They have no business sense. They had no business education whatsoever, but they claimed themselves to be promoters and they needed a logo to project that they have some type of business sense, that they have some type of brand and product. But what all they were doing was just going to clubs saying that they're promoters, that they're putting together stuff, that they're making flyers for an event that was already probably already put together by somebody else. And I say this because when I was putting together this event, they're basic promoter in, in a, from a club standpoint can also mean, you know, people who pass out flyers and promote on social media. That's their version of promoting, not putting together the event, not hiring the crew the get, you know, that's what a promoter really does. He's the guy that he's not only just the guy that just promoting the event, but he's also the guy that is putting together the event who's organizing the event those are what promoters actually does this guy is a flyer they're they're flyer um you know they're flyer people they're just passing out flyers to people and you know just promoting event not to say that that's a small deal because that's a significant part of the process of promotion too but then you gotta you gotta project and you gotta be pretentious and put out this image that is not real you know, it's the, it really is the one of the deepest fake until you make it that you could possibly ever have. And that's pretty much Damone's character um, in here. So, and by the way, the whole Damon, Damon thing is hilarious because my brother, I don't know if he's listening to it. My brother actually did that too. Like my last name, one of the last names I, I uh, carry and represent is Chiefs. But back in the day, because people, I can't believe people still do this, but back in the day, when he used to want to get with, um, get with girls, I'm putting him on blast. If he's listening, screw that. You getting put on blast, bro. If he, if he wanted to like, you know, get with girls, he's a light skinned dude. So it gave him the opportunity during at a time in the eighties when the, the barge was the biggest thing ever 
It gave him the opportunity to change the name Chiefs until Chavez taking out one E out of the name to make it sound like he has some Latino in him. And when girls used to call at the house, they used to say it's Chavez there. And my mom, God rest her soul, used to be like, who the hell is Chavez? <laughs> this is before smartphones and he had, we still had, um, you know, you know, home phones or whatever like that. And he would scream down the stairs and be like, mom, chill. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> so it's funny to hear that this character, Damon, played by Tosha, Tosha Cole, is still doing playing that role. He, in fact, he, I'm not joking. If you saw a picture of my brother and saw a picture of Damon, the only difference is one has a more darker pigmentation than the other, but they damn sure look the same and they kind of act the same in this movie. And basically, Damon, more demand than Kevin and Kevin played by Jacob Lattimore. They're both kind of irresponsible in a sense. And in all through this movie, you see that they all like more demand than anything. He's making excuses. He's trying to, he's, they're trying to help Kevin, but he's also looking out for himself, but he claims that he's, he's, kind, he's definitely the play. Kevin is the, is the kid of the game is the, of the movie. And, and demand is the play at the moment. Cause if you remember play, used to always act like he had kids back, but then he didn't really have his back at the same time. He was only doing things for himself. So a lot of the formulaic story aspects of, of the original house party plays into this really well, just under a different type of premise, a different area. They're not, I think they were in Chicago. I think on the original, I forgot where they were. I think, but I think it was Chicago when they, when they did the original house party where this one, the setting here is in LA. I think it, it may be Compton. I'm not sure, it, it, but it's definitely in, in LA and California. So, you know, LA, California, it's, there's a whole different ideology. There's a whole different premise there, but a lot of the factors, the groundwork and foundation of house party is the same. You got two guys looking to make a rep for themselves, looking to get ahead for, you know, this situation for themselves. You got three guys who are hating on them and bullying them. You got a house party that needs to be done. The difference is they're not doing a house party at the crib. They doing a house party at LeBron's house. And that's where things start to change up. That's where the deals, but the actual formula of the original house party still remains in here. And they managed to do it well by still making it more elaborate and bigger and crazier. And they go to areas that I didn't think that they were going to be able to go to. And it was, there were some really out of pocket moments and I'll talk about that definitely here, but I like the idea that they did a version of this in LA in the West coast, because now we get a whole different ideology. I was a little bit, I came in, I, I came in when I started watching this movie, I started looking at it with reserve because one it's based on house party. We've seen other house party versions come out and they didn't live up. So I was a little bit skeptical, but as I was going in, I started noticing the things that they were doing, right. Um, the characters I've really got into and I can relate to, um, you know, especially when it came to Kevin and, and, and Damon, Damon's character irked me because yeah, he's one of those irresponsible like dudes who, who doesn't want to do the right thing, but he goes, I mean, it, but here's the thing too. And this is one of the things that I really took heed of when I first, when the movie first came on and Kevin I think was Kevin doing the narration in here. He mentioned how it was something in a, in a, in a matter of 
how rich people and poor people are separated by um, a highway. And I really took to that because it was explain it was explaining what they had to go through and what they with the struggle that they had to go through because of the infrastructure of America. And this is why they're doing what they're doing now. It's because trying to do it the American way, it's hard to do. So I'm I was really intrigued that they brought that up at the beginning. I wish I would have got the exact words, but it's in the it's in the it's in the essence of that you know, explain it because there's been a lot of talk and we know now, and we're a little bit more educated now to understanding, you know, American history and how systemically we were screwed because of the infrastructure of America and how we weren't able to get to certain areas because of how the highways and the, uh, and, and, and the railways and everything was built because, you know, to, it was built to separate us from opportunity the same opportunity that, that white people were able to get through three years. And I'm really glad that they mentioned that because it brings a little bit more depth and presence to why these guys are doing or how they've been living like this for quite some time. So I thought that that little bit of information was very important to the story of why they were doing it. It's not just they're doing it because of this way, it's because they're trying to find whatever way possible to get by, to make it, to do what they got to do. And they felt like that they had to go to this extra measure to do it. You know, which is kind of a different premise from what you would what they did in the original house party in the original house party. What I loved about the original house party one is like, yeah, they weren't like I think they were kind of just middle class at best, which is still good. But they didn't need to feel like, the, you know, they didn't come off like these guys are in poverty or whatever like that. Are they trying to where this one kind of is like these guys are in a low income type of situation and they trying to get body trying to make it out there as best they possibly can you know they're going through some hard times they didn't go through too much hard times in the original they were kids being kids which it's a thing not everybody goes has their hard time well at least the economic situation back then wasn't nearly as challenging as it is now in this case at least not for chicago but it is very relatable to what they're doing now so they made a little bit more relatable of a premise than they did before like you can relate to what they went through back then because it focused on the inner part they didn't go through that but they also you know we can relate to what was going on now with this story here so i really i really appreciate it that they kind of gave a little bit of a groundwork as to what these guys were thinking and why they were doing it what they were doing and why they took such risk you know doing it and it just if you don't pay attention to that part you don't you just you'll automatically miss the premise of why these guys are going to this route to you know do what they got to do to survive because unfortunately that's the you know based on systemic racism this is what we had to go through you know um we weren't given the opportunities and we gotta go through like i look i i can tell you stories myself <laughs> you know um i am a i i'm a i'm a i graduated through college made the dean list and I still find it hard to find a opportunity opportunity out there. And I had to go other ways around it. Not to say I went through some scavy ways or anything, but I had to strategically move around to get the opportunities that I want. I had to make my own opportunities at best. And we shouldn't have to work this hard to do this. And I just like the fact that this movie kind of expressed that. So, you know, that's the thing right there that you need to consider when you're thinking about these two. But in hindsight, Damon 
make some really stupid decisions in here and very selfish decisions. And I've known people like that before. So is, you know, th this is going to be the situation with this movie, with those two and the dynamic and uh, with these two. When you talked about the appearances that this deal made and when it comes to appearances, it is insane. Like what they showed in the, in the trailers does not add up. There's so many more people in this movie. It is insane. And some of the best appearances is just insane in this movie. So I will say this for those who are wondering how they were able to get away with calling all these celebrities that LeBron know. So not to spoil it for anybody, but they got access to LeBron's contact list and they somehow convinced people that he was having this party and they were hosting it and they were his assistants. So that's how they were able to do this. Cause I'm like, how are they going to get away with all these like Anthony Davis? How are you going to have Anthony Davis and Tristan Thompson who works, who's with this dude? How are they going to have these guys come to this party thinking that LeBron is like, you know, and knowing that these guys know LeBron, like how is this going to, they found a way and it eased my mind. And from when I found, when I figured out that that's what they did. Okay. That answered my question. Now I can see how they're going to be able to try to pull this off. So, so many celebrities was in here. It was hilarious. And not just here, just making appearances. Some of them really made a memorable impact in this show. It is hilarious let's start with little wayne made a little bit of a paris there you know made his made his showing uh of course lebron james we'll talk about that in a minute snoop dogg made his little appearance there dj uh young fly was the martin lawrence of this movie <laughs> dj young fly you guys may have known him from um mtv's wild and out he's hilarious um just he's not only just hilarious he's a genius he's like he he's a genius lyricist but he kind of um he kind of reminds me of um what is the guy's what is the guy's name oh, i'm trying to he's he has a very chris tucker-esque type of um persona he's very chris tucker but he can rap he can he can spit he can spit some lyrics like nobody else. If you ever watch, I, I'm telling you, watch Wildin' Out. This dude is an improv genius, so you got to check him out there. Check out MTV's Wildin' Out Perry. It's a hilarious show. It is, dude. It is like one of the funniest shows ever. And it, like it's, if anybody watch Whose Line Is It Anyway, which is like an improv um, show, this is pretty much improv with hip hop, uh, with a hip hop theme that uh to it so he's on air but he's here playing the martin lawrence character in this like he's the dj for it but the only problem is he cannot you cannot get him drunk because he goes into a whole nother thing he thinks he's from another time lit like don't get him drunk don't get him high he needs to be stable in here so it's like you gotta make that's his job in this one uh gata is on here too from fx's i am dave love that dude he's awesome uh anthony davis as i mentioned is on here odell beckham jr made it from his flight <laughs> to be on his movie um to what end i don't know you just got to see how he makes an appearance in this movie and everything kid cuddy can i tell you i'm not joking when i say this kid cuddy is the mvp of this movie i didn't really i didn't know what why and how this dude became 
something totally awesome in this deal. And I, I don't want to spoil this for anybody, but Kid Cudi is the best. And when Kid Cudi comes on this movie, the whole entire movie gets out of pocket. It goes into a whole nother situation that I, I can't make this up. It's just <laughs> whoever wrote this, whoever wrote Kid Cudi's role in this in kudos to you because he was phenomenal. I am a like I am I've never been more of a Kid Cudi fan than I have been in the, watching this movie. You I, I don't let me tell you his performance what he does in his movie is so hilarious, it's so awesome. I won't even mention it. You got to go see it for yourself. It is just ridiculously off the wall and out of pocket. It's hilarious. Um Maya makes an appearance here because Damon has a thing for Maya. I do not blame him at all. <laughs> Maya is also awesome and hot and he has a thing for it because lebron has uh her contact list he he shoots a shot and ends up going um he ends up going in and uh to try to you know he writes this really endearing letter to her to the point that he she ends up coming to the party and just to meet him and she's a fallen for him as well i want to add that um karen uh abilum who plays venus in here and if you don't recognize the name, you if you watched show, um, what is it? Um, Doom Patrol. She was in, uh, I think season two as Cyborg's kind of love interest, but she was an army vet that, uh, you know, was injured and all the stuff and she had some special abilities and whatnot. That's her. And she was also awesome in this deal too. Like she was dope. There was so many awesome people in here. Um, who else I got to mention? Uh, <laughs> We just talked about the Power Rangers in the last segment. Well, who is in this? Uh, who is in this? Uh, this movie, but none other than Walter, the original Black Ranger, James, who makes it a funny appearance in here, and is most gangster. Okay, I will talk about this because Walter James, he make he's in here. First of all, he is one of the other definitions of Black Don't Crack. This dude looks exactly the same as he does in the damn original series okay with a better hairstyle so he's in there and people are going crazy because he's there and everything and people want to take it girls want to take a picture of him this dude with his girl comes up and wants to take a uh, selfie with him and stuff and he's like nah dude i'm trying to get these chicks <laughs> so like it, the whole thing's out of pocket we get to see juvenile he makes a performance and appearance as well carl anthony Pain, aka cockroach aka cole from martin makes a little slight appearance and does the bird call as well tristan thompson he if there's a party trend if there's a, a dope party going on with women tristan thompson's there it would i thought this was very appropriate for them to bring tristan thompson in there because that dude is always at where the party's hot okay mark cuban makes an appearance in this movie as well i won't say where but he makes an appearance, a significant appearance here as well. Lena Waithe, awesome director, awesome producer, awesome actor, also makes an appearance, but she's in the scene with Gata and they getting high and she comes up with all these movie concepts that she wants to do. It is hilarious. And then also you got to stay till the end of the credits because they also do some like bloopers and all this stuff and outtakes. It is just hilarious. Big Sean makes an appearance. And of course you cannot have house party without an appearance by none other than the people who brought it to the table in the first place. Kitten Play makes a pairs. Also, I will not mention where they do, but it's in connection to some other 
celebrities that are making appearances to Kitten Play and Mark Cuban have a connection here. I'll just say this. So that is the deal right there. This is, it's, this is just an, what, by the time this movie end and, and what happens to them at the end too, because of course, you know, something's going to go wrong. And can I say also, I got to, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention when I talk about the, when I talk about the, um, the house party formula, you can't mention it without mentioning the full force members of the movie. You can't have a kitten play house party movie without having full force. And if people don't understand who full force is, full force was a music group, but in the actual movie, they're the rivals and bullies of kitten play like kid. Um, the full force was kids rival. <laughs> and they, they, they were hating on him because it's how popular he was with everybody. He, they were, they weren't digging him. So they were always trying to find ways to, you know, beat his ass in this movie. Alan Maldona, um, Madonna do who you guys see in a lot of things like blackish and, and, and different, uh, movies. And I, he's awesome. He is absolutely freaking awesome. And he's playing the part of the full four. He's also in a one years too, in Hills and, um, whole bunch of other deals too, but he's the, he's the main dude in house party. He's the main, you know, um, bully in house party, uh, along with some other of his crew too. Bill Bellamy. Also, I got to uh, mention makes a uh, Paris. He's Kevin's pop in here as well. So you got some really cool, awesome people in here, um, uh, that are making appearances in here. Um, I, and I, I didn't, I didn't, I thought we thought he was a comedic actor. I didn't know he was an actual comedian. Andrew, Santino also makes it a pair. He's the neighbor of LeBron, who's also a fan of LeBron, and somehow he owns a koala that got, runs loose. The koala somehow ends up at a party and also gets high. He's kind of like the cocaine bear, but without the cocaine, and he's not killing everybody. <laughs> or he's just he's beating up on people. He's not he's not doing what the cocaine bear does. By the way, I can't wait to see cocaine bear. <laughs> that, that, that movie. I saw the trailer of that movie. That movie looks insane um melvin greg also plays one of the bullies uh in the, in the deal too uh and all as well as um rotimi who plays guile and i you know they got it that was a street fighter reference by the way nobody knew what the hell name guile was until that damn game okay let's be real but um rotimi actually plays kind of the um i forgot the name of the one of the guys from full force but it's like the one is like we're gonna kick you Yes, I can't. I'm bleeping that out. So it's like, you know, it, that's the one of the most iconic phrases of that deal. So he's that dude. They do tremendous on this movie. All three of them, Kyle, Larry, Gal, are great versions of the full force bully gang in here. So it just when by the time this ended, and by the way, LeBron does make an appearance at the end. I won't say to which. I'm not what, what I'm saying. What I'm trying to make this for you guys in this non-spoiler review is that this movie was so good i can't tell you what happened in this movie because you need to see it for yourself you need to i've i've said what i've said what i've revealed does not pale in comparison to what goes on in here you have to see this movie for yourself um yeah dude like by the end of this i i, I came in cold i came in with skepticism but as i gradually started going and when the party started going on I, it, I warmed up to this movie tremendously by the end of it. I was full on board. I've never seen a Jacob Lattimore 
I'd never seen Toshin Cole before in anything that they've been in. I am official fans of both of these guys now. I've never been more of a Kid Cudi fan than I've ever been before. <laughs> Say what you will or whatever controversy this dude is going through on TMZ. What he did on this show, what he did in this movie, I'm on board with Kid Cudi. That dude is awesome. Whatever Kid Cudi does, as long as he doesn't pull hate in the world, I'm all about Kid Cudi. That dude, and we, like, I know he had issues with Kanye before, but like, we know we all got issues with Kanye now. I'm all Kid Cudi from this point on. The dude was awesome. Fantastic. Just tremendous. I'm telling you, there's so many things about this movie that you're going to like. If as a house party fan, there's no way it's hard. I, I found it hard to deny this by the end. I probably this is the same deal I had with Wednesday where I was skeptical going in with Wednesday because of my love for the original Adams family series and the movie. But by the time I came out of this thing, I was completely convinced. I was a, I'm a complete fan. I can't wait to just come on HBO Max. I think there, I don't know how much just made in the box office. I got a feeling it didn't make as much. Also note that I'm pretty sure that this movie was delayed. This movie was supposed to come out way before the pandemic came out. And because of the pandemic, they decided to hold off on bringing it until people are able to go into theaters again. So I don't know how much money this movie made, but it's it, sadly, it deserves, it deserves more money. It deserves more viewers. And, and eyes so uh, hopefully when it comes to hbo max that it will it, it they will definitely be able to more people will be able to see it i think they owe it to themselves to see it this movie really convinced me and i really enjoyed it by the end i i was there were times i was cracking up in the theater by the way had the theater to myself thank you to the powers that be i won't say who it was but i was able to watch this in the theater by myself just me <laughs> so um in my own private screening but nonetheless this movie is worth watching they did a great job with this movie i love the characters everybody was appealing it, i i had the same vibe and feel for this movie than i had for the original this is the best house party movie since the original better than part two better than all those other ones that came out they captured the magic and still brought a modern feel to it and then made it just bigger than it ever was. I, I really enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed what they did. It was just so awesome. Go out of your way, check this out. I'm telling you, I wanted to give this a B plus. I can't, I can't do that. I gotta give this an A because considering all of the house parties that we got after the first one, even part two didn't feel like it got the vibe. It was just like, it was just more of the same, but it was just lukewarm. So, they were able to take the formula of the original movie and make it better. I want to say make it better, but make it modern and still have the same vibe and still have the same premise and still have characters that you really can relate to and enjoy and like in a situation that is more modern that people can relate to and, 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 and understand. And you kind of rooted for some of the characters. You kind of was not rooting for some of the other characters and didn't the, the all the appearances this was a great homage to the original movie in the best way. And the fact that Kitten Play was in it really said that they were on board and they loved what was going on here. Um, it was just awesome. It was fantastic. Go out of your way, check out House Party. If you don't go to the movies and see it, it probably will end up on HBO Max probably in a little over a month from now, maybe March, if you will. 
it is so worth seeing this this movie was fantastic it probably maybe you're depending on how it is but it just reminded me of like why we need to support black films a lot more um this was a great movie it, it, i think it just came under some bad times with the pandemic and everything but this is add this to your list i hope this at best becomes a cult classic to what was the actual legit classic movie so that is my view that is my grade for this movie go out of your way check it out and if you like the original house party i think you'll find a way to like this one and you may actually be more fans of the uh, of the two new main characters from this point so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live thank you guys so very much um next week there is another movie black movie that we're gonna be um actually it's actually it's just let's just say it's not even black movie it's a movie because uh jonah hill starring in this along with eddie murphy and um nia long and uh, a few others and as well as uh you people which netflix is coming out it's coming out with next week so i will be reviewing that and uh that i can watch it the comfort of my own home but it's worth watching because i think there's a very good premise to that movie too also new games are coming out uh, next week, I'm going to be reviewing Sports Story on uh, Select Start and then for Spoken, which is being downloaded right now on my PS5, is coming out. So I'll be playing that as well. And we'll be reviewing that in the coming weeks too. So stay tuned, is a lot more. And there is an, a new Talk Time Live exclusive in the works coming soon. So stay tuned for that. For now, Let's just enjoy everything that we have. If you love this episode and every episode of Talk Time Live, if you want to look back to the archives, we got over like 400 episodes plus exclusive interviews that you can listen to audio wise. Um, go to TalkTimeLive.com. Easiest way for you to follow it and find it. You can find all of our audio podcasts and our video exclusive podca um, podcast episodes and interviews very easily on TalkTimeLive.com. We have a search engine. If you're looking for a specific audio interviews, you can check it there. TalkTime Live exclusive. You can find it on the search engine. If you're looking for a specific um, review that I've done, whether it be a movie or a video game, you can find it there. The audio, you can find it, listen to it at work. You can watch the uh, exclusive interviews at home or whatever, or at work too, whatever you're at. Um, just, it's a, it's a easy, the website is an easy platform to find all of our content here. We also have media content for panels that I did with Repop, you know, with uh, somebody, your favorite anime cast. You can check out our blog entries as well just so much for you to check out on that website but if you also subscribe and download to other podcast platforms we are there wherever podcasts are played that is including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google podcast stitcher podbean TuneIn, audible pocket cast pandora audible uh it possibly if you go to um if you're on tumblr you could go to there as well you could go on the search engine for tumblr Type in Talk Time Live, you can find it there. But I'm also sure that we are in other places I don't even know. And we're getting we're getting listened to by other platforms that I wasn't even aware of that this platform is shown to. So um, we are everywhere and anywhere you listen to podcasts legit. So again, thank you guys again for supporting the show and all the new followers and listeners that we have on the show. Thank you so very much and keep us going and keep us growing from there. So that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I 
am out of here. Take care. Have a great week and go Eagles. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.